a hundred barrel brew house capable that's good. yeah so the, which they need you know that's, yeah yeah there's they got well, and, and you know we all talk about Pliny the elder all day long but they do so many other great beers oh so yeah that could use more distribution and more availability so yeah i'm I, i'm hoping that's what they do that they that they are able to produce some other beers besides just you know a bazillion cases of Pliny the elder yeah they take they take fifty barrel capacity and just dedicate that to Pliny, and then everything else can come out of the other part. Yeah, something like that. That would be all right. I don't have the beer, and I don't have a glass, so I think I'll go get that. Maybe by the time that happens, Jeremy will be here. Okay, and if not, we'll just make do. Yeah. So I've started the broadcast because this is an old pre-show style one where you got to see behind the scenes. But normally there's someone else here for me to talk to. So if there is anybody listening or watching at home, downloading this, because we get most of our views from downloads. Um, hi. I'm just going to keep this from being dead air. <laughs> uh, Rob is still vacationing. Uh, Jeremy is missing but on his way. Gary's just getting back. Now, all right, no Jeremy. So we start without him. Yeah, let's kick this off. For the record, I have no idea if we're on Alpha Geek or not. <laughs> Alpha Geek has switched over to an automated process where they're supposed to detect when our channel goes live, anything goes live on our channel, and just start broadcasting. What's the? How did I? I tried to find the URL to go look at Alpha Geek, and I couldn't find it. I'm pretty sure it's Alpha Geek, isn't it? Just I know, but I couldn't find our channel. I I, I can find Alpha Geek Radio, but I can't. Oh, find... then you, well, then you just click on channel three and whatever's we were we're usually on channel three, but with this new system, I don't know where we're going to end up because it's gonna it's gonna somehow do it dynamically. I think I don't know. So so in theory, we should be on there right now. Uh, yeah, maybe. If you want to check, right, I started yeah. the broadcast. So this is the old school oh. pre-show. So we're, old we're school so, so you and I are talking behind the scenes now, which you know everybody loves. Ah, and I'm here bashing Alpha Geek, talking behind the scenes. That's nice of you. <laughs> no, there's no there's no bashing going on. We just don't know. Uh, Todd hasn't filled us in on the new. I happen to know a little bit about it just from the other shows I listen to, but there's there's an automated automation process happening that's supposed to automatically detect and pick up and run. And okay, so when I go to hours. when I go to Alpha Geek, I don't see a channel three on the homepage. We'd be on video. Is there a video audio version? No, no. There's a how to listen live. Link. Okay. Let me try that. Oh, and it just says you can listen on yeah. all these different things that I don't want to deal with. Um, yeah, they may have so, done away with channels, and they may just start broadcasting live, whoever's approved. There. Oh, here's a player. There's a player three, but it's not us. It says Coverville Radio. Um, yeah, that's the old, I think, channel four. Hmm. 
Oh, what kind of show are we classified under? Uh, Interview shows, music shows, news and technology, pop culture, probably, talk, comedy, entertainment. Probably pop culture, but I don't know. I don't remember ever choosing that. Uh, we are not listed under pop culture. Let's try news and technology. <laughs> they probably just gave us the boot and didn't tell us. Uh, we are not under news and technology. Yeah, I wouldn't think uh, uh, Talk comedy entertainment. Not there. Uh, TV discussion, maybe? <laughs> no, we're running out of the category. Video games. Video games. Uh, we have a lot of shows on Alpha Geek. Yeah. Straight interview shows. Yeah. Uh, nope. Uh, okay, we're down to music shows. Yeah, we're definitely not one of those. No. Uh, let's say this, this pop culture has a lot. Um, we have some, looks like some interesting, interesting shows, but none of which are ours. <laughs> All right, well, like, time for another email to Todd then. Say, hey, are we still on your show? Yeah. Who knows? They used to have a thing that said like what was on live. Yeah. But well, no. yeah. Back when they they had, but they, like I said, they just changed everything over to like an auto detect system, and it's just supposed to pick up and run. And I don't know how it can do that unless we're pre-designated channels to go on. And even so, oh, if we happen. We're to... there. No, never mind. I, I see us. We showed up. You found us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're on air. We're just not listed in their show's inventory, which I, I honestly can't blame Todd for not doing that. I mean, <laughs> really. So we're on air right now? We're showing? We're live? We're 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 on oh, air. It says we're on air. I'm hey. not listening. I didn't hit the play hey. button. but Hey, Alpha Geek, um, listeners, hey, let us know if we're on the air or not. Someone uh, someone tweeted us at pnrshow.com, or just at pnrshow on Twitter. Let us know you're listening, if you are, because I don't know who's listening. I don't know how this works. Are we showing up on channel three still, or what's going on? It is. It's showing up on channel three. I just closed okay. it. You want right. me to open it? Nah, don't worry about it. Let's just start the show. That way, if we Let's have any listeners, the they might have something to listen to. They might. <laughs> yeah. Because now my beer is getting warm, so we have to. Yeah, we, we got to get rolling on this stuff. I'd rather have longer than mine. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale. Hello, Alpha Geek Radio. Hello, Internet. Hello, Gary. It's us. Hello, Keith. <laughs> it's the PNR show. And this is season four, episode 16, and entitled so far just Bengali. Um, and we're, we're down two members right now. Rob is we still are. vacationing. Jeremy is just missing, although he claims to be on the way. So hopefully he'll be joining us shortly. Yeah, he's, uh, he takes transit in the commute. So maybe there yeah. was some things going on there. So. Might, be, might be something going on. 
Uh, but this week we're 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 doing one of the more requested uh, brews from my my West Coast friends that I sent shipped out to them, and that's Six Point Brewery, which I believe is in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and this is their Bengali IPA we're going to be looking at tonight. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. I um, yeah, I, I like I like their beers. I've I've had them. We went to New York. Gosh, four years ago. The uh, their double yeah. IPA is really good, although impossible to find even here where I'm. Which one is only, that? Only six hours away. What's their double called? I can't. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna look them up right now. Yeah, look them up. See if you can tell. It sounds me. like you opened your um, resin. Is that their resin? Yeah, that's their double. Yeah. Okay. That's one of those beers that as soon as I see it, I grab it. Um, but it doesn't last long enough for me to ship it. Sorry. I had resin. I rated it uh, four on Untapped. Yeah, it's really and pretty good. I have not had the Bengali type, so this will be a new one for me. Good. I've had a couple of their beers. What have I had of theirs? Um, maybe I've only had resin. I think I've just had resin. Resin's mm-hmm. the sought-after one. Yeah. I think I, um, I think I brought some back and gave some to Jeremy. Oh, good. I asked him. Um, yeah, the Bengalis, they're, they're kind of their go-to IPA. Um, they've got the Crisp, which we'll be having next week when Rob's back, which is their lager. Um, and I think they've got a few other seasonals that show up. It's like a nice IPA. It's got this the right amount of amberness and clarity. Oh, wow. Mm, that smells good. That's a, oh, wow. Here comes Jeremy. Hey, the stash is here. I made it. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get you entrance music. Let's see. <laughs> there you go. Like Sounds like you're disappointed that I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're happy you're here. We we just opened and poured the beer, so you are right yeah. on time. If you have it, do the same, and you'll be right here for the beginning. I do have it. All right. I was just telling them that this is their kind of their go-to IPA. Resin is their double, which is really hard to find um, distributed up here. It shows up very occasionally. But uh, uh, Gary was saying he might have given you some from his last trip to New York. Did you did you remember having the resin? I have had the resin. Okay, so that must be from there. I've had the resin too, but it's it, it's, it doesn't stick around long enough for me to ship. Yeah, I, I was in New York City, so it was probably easier to find than it is up in yeah. uh, where you live. So. All right, we got to drink this. It smells really good. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy will have to catch up. Let's let's do this, Gary. All right, Prost. Mm. Very much leans to the piney side of the IPA. Yeah, not, not as much citrus. It's not 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 a sticky, dank IPA. Right. Not in that. Very range. much, very much fresh and bitingly bitter, sort of Oregon coast sort of pine tree. Yeah. IPA. Mm. But damn good. I get a lot of fruit in the nose, more than mm-hmm. on the palate. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. 
That is a fine IPA. The nose is, is, it seems to indicate a lot more depth. Not that it's lacking depth, but it seems to indicate more than what's there. I think the pine notes just hit so hard that it does cover up some other stuff. Yeah. I'm hoping it, it'll reveal itself as it kind of sip on it here. Yeah. It's good, though. I mean, it's, um, yeah. I, I mean, there's a whole East Coast, West Coast IPA thing going on in, you know, the beer world, but. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. This to me is like a really good blend of both of those. It's got a lot of hop, but it's yeah. also got a nice kind of classic bitterness as opposed to being over hopped bitterness. Right. And, and it, and it gets the, from the West coast, it really gets that rich multi yeah. middle that you guys like that really, I think balances it out. Yeah. And it's got that body. I, I really don't like uh big hoppy ipas that don't have some body to go with them mm, that's good that is really good do they say what they look at the can they actually they use um they use some new strains um six point is kind of known for that uh what did they say hang on they i said it's that dry up. hops but they don't say what the hops are on yeah. the can no, I've got a description here because I pulled it up. It says, uh, Enhanced six-point IPA formulation first released in summer of 2014. Uses a blend of new hop strains for a juicy, citrusy, piney hop slashing 69 IBU. So okay. that's the description on um, uh, Beer Advocate. Ah, um, okay. Gonna jump to their website and just see what happens. Yeah, I'm looking right now. They don't. Uh, anyway, Bengal is a go-to IPA. I would say, yeah. Yeah, it's um, good. It's a good, solid, easy drinking. Tropical. Oh, here they go. Key ingredients are flaked oats, uh, mm. Madrina, Bavaria. Madrina Bavaria is a single thing, and Amarillo hops. So only two hops that they're mentioning. I think that first one is uh, is a custom one that they commissioned or came up with or something. I'm not familiar with it. Well, I, I think I probably mispronounced that. Mandarina, I think, yeah. is probably closer. At least that's the way it's spelled. So, anyway, uh, a good beer. Well, look forward to the ratings. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's a, it's a solid, but only only six point six, which is nice. So it's uh, it's definitely drinkable. I'm looking at their other beers. One I ha I haven't had their blonde ever, which is called Sweet Action. I haven't seen that yet. Huh. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Not so seen that. Uh, the, Six Point has four what they consider year-round brews: blonde, IPA, pills, and double IPA. So Sweet Action, Bengali, the Crisp, and Resin. So we're gonna do the Crisp next week, as he said. Yep. Um, and then they have some limited release beers that sound interesting. Yeah, well. and I've never seen any limited release make it up to Rochester. Yeah. Uh, low res, uh, a goza that's called Jammer. Mm, a cloudy double that. IPA and a coffee blonde. I haven't had any of those. I think I've only had a couple of theirs. So. I think I had the coffee blonde. It was weird. Yeah, that sounds weird. In a good way, but it was weird. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think I've seen the Tesla Lager too. I think I have seen that. I don't think I've tried it though. 
Yeah, I remember seeing that. Because so. the, the crisp is generally readily available, and that's just such a great pilsner. So I don't think I've gone for that other one. Hmm. No. What was interesting, because these, these guys are in Brooklyn, right? And there's also Brooklyn yeah. Brewing. Brooklyn Brewing, I, yeah. I, often I saw them. Brooklyn Brewing in um, France. Like, we can't get it on the West Coast, but they have it in France. Really? That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway. I, I'm, France is probably closer than California, but still. Yeah. That's debatable, but yeah. Probably not a lot farther. Yeah. There's like ocean and all that kind of stuff, and you know, yeah, import, export, all that kind of crap. Anyway, moving on, Keith. Moving on, no ratings yet. You have to wait for the end, kids. So while I fill frantically, let me find some music. <laughs> miss benny hill how come benny hill isn't streaming anywhere i know that's like there, there are some shows that from like these my youth that i can never find anywhere online yeah um, and benny hill's one i never I haven't thought about that in a while but yeah yeah great. i mean you would think that should be around somewhere because that's just some classic comedy it's not on the bbc streaming app or anything Thing? No, it might it might be. I well, I mean, it, it, it might be, be in the one that we can't get. You know, there's that there's that one. Oh, right. It's not available in America yeah. officially. Um, I I haven't pretended I'm British for a while, and and uh, well, since the Olympics, uh, to to get that app. So, I I suppose I could fire everything up to change my nation again and see, but I don't remember. Yeah. Benny Hill is missed, though. We need some 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 of that kind of culture back. Take the edge off of uh, Trump. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what have we got for topics, boys? I, I remember just kind of looking over quickly in our in our secret Slack channel. We are. We have some fascinating topics. Yeah, we, do. we have some amazing topics, and this so is for all, all about beer. Yeah, we like beer. I've heard of that stuff. So the first one is uh, this website that I hadn't seen before called Vine Pair, which, uh, judging by the name, is probably more to do with wine than beer. But uh, they had an article where they asked 13 brewers, and like craft brewers, not like, you know, Anheuser-Busch Brewers. Right. Um, what, what's the next big style? Because right now IPAs kind of dominate the market. You know, if you don't brew an IPA, you're not really a craft brewer at this point. Right. Um, um, oh, that was weird. The, the ad started play, playing uh, that's on this website as I was scrolling. And um, it started talking about uh, frequent gas and diarrhea. Um, oh, lovely! I was I was trying to figure out what music, you, <laughs> what what soundbite Keith was playing there, but I was the browser. It was a stupid autoplay ad. Uh, you know, uh, uh, 
can I just take this moment to recommend a, a little mini pick mid-show? You ready for this, folks? Sure. Uh, Ad, Adguard ad blocker for Chrome. Uh, yeah, it's I'm gonna have worth, to install that. Worth getting, free and uh, worth every penny. Yeah, especially right now. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I read through this, and it's interesting because obviously, um, you know, there, you know, people are trying to figure out what to brew next, and brewers are. Uh, you know, want to come up with the next big thing and uh, move beyond IPAs, but uh, there there were a couple of trends, and so, uh, a lot of these breweries I actually hadn't heard of. That was one of the things I noticed. Um, yeah, that's always interesting is to find all you know where they found what they're calling craft breweries. A lot of stuff isn't yeah. nationally distributed, so it's it's like a who's who. You know, yeah, it, yeah, you know, definitely. Articles written from. So, you know, definitely some breweries that kind of want to take a look at. Pikes Peak, I heard of. Um, there's, there's a couple of that I've heard of. But um, the, what was mentioned a lot were loggers of different types. Um, you know, like dry hop loggers especially was one that stood out to me. Um, and the other trend that they mentioned was sessionable beers. That came up a few times. Or, or low alcohol beers. Um, the, I definitely see that on the shelves. Uh, resurrecting there's a lot of session uh or low alcohol beers being pushed in the craft beer world more and more all the time and you know i that i think is a good thing that was um you know i I like ipas it's probably my favorite style but um you know it's hard to have if you're out with friends or hanging out you can't have like three drinks because there's they're typically you know, a little bit higher alcohol. And after a couple of those, you're slurring your words and not able to have conversations. And then if you're up to four or five, you're probably not going to be doing too well. Um, So if if you can get some lower alcohol beers, then that, that have good flavor and good body, um, that to me is incredibly appealing. I mean, I have, I have friends that they will drink the, you know, Coors Banquet, because they won't get drunk off of it, but they can drink it all night. <laughs> yeah, right? you can do the same thing with water, though. Yeah, you can, but at least this is beer, and you get you know you get a little bit of a buzz off of it. So if you can get some good craft brewers that are producing some mm-hmm. some lagers and doing something interesting with lager or pilsner, well, that, um, that is the interesting thing because your know, session is definitely coming more and more, but they all seem to be IPA based. Um, yeah, I'd love to see like a good session brown ale or. Um, That's the several of these. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Several of these brewers mentioned brown and um, bitters yeah. as as ales that they are interested in making as a sessionable type, sessionable yeah. style, and that would be nice to see. I would. I agree with that. I would. I would like to see that because you know there's a million session ales now out there now, but very very few of them are anything but a session IPA. And for me, I don't want a session IPA because usually what they take out is the malt. Um, and I, that's what I need that to, to oppose my, my hops uh, on a nice, good, well-balanced IPA. So I don't really want them to do that. I'd rather them to take something else and try to make it sessionable, you know? Yeah. There's, there, you know, I, I think that they, if, the, if this is a trend and like I said, I don't know, it, if you look through the article, you can see a couple of other things. But, um, you know, if lower alcohol beers is kind of what they're going for and they think it's a trend, you know, England has been doing that for a really long time. 
Yeah. And all of, you know, if you, you go to the pubs and bars in England and all of the beers, not all of them, but, you know, the majority of the beers are, you know, like a, a 6% beer is not common. Common is a, a five or four and a half. Yeah. yeah. And those, you know, you can drink those much longer than you can the IPAs, um, especially when you get into the double IPAs. Oh, yeah, no, and, and it's definitely more of a, of a cultural thing there to go to lunch and have a pint of bitter there. And that's, you know, it's like a 4% beer. Because you can't, because right? You can't. Here, here, you can't, right? Yeah, you go, you go here and get get a pint of IPA, and you know, <laughs> and it's twice the alcohol, so you know, it's not generally yeah. accepted. It's quite so well. Yeah, yeah and um, and they those beers have a lot of flavor, and they're they're really good. So yeah. I, 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 I agree with that trend. Out of the, out of all the things that they mentioned in this article. You know, as much as I love a big IPA or an Imperial Stout, um, you know, for casual drinking and hanging out with friends, you, you know, you want to be able to drink for a long time without having to get completely wasted off of your your high alcohol IPAs. And that's something that really is missing in most bars is a beer you can just drink all night long. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a while, their craft brew was all about quality over quantity. But there is definitely something to be said to be able to drink something, you know, throughout a party or throughout, you know, an afternoon without just becoming completely smashed. So there's I no reason. There's definitely a place for sessionable. And, but uh, yeah, if you can move it beyond the IPAs, I'd be thrilled. And there's no reason a sessionable beer has to be boring or or um, flavorless. Well, it, 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 making making a good beer, making a good craft beer, is about making a beer that's good to drink. It's something you can enjoy. It it yeah. doesn't have to be flavorless just because it's a lower alcohol beer. Well, and a lot of a lot of styles are naturally sessionable. Like lagers normally are are not hugely alcoholic. Right. Um, Pilsners being a kind of lager is the same thing. I mean, those by themselves tend to be sessionable. And those, are, a whole lot and those are, are beers that for my palate is difficult to find one that has a lot of flavor and is enjoyable to drink. Yeah. And and maybe maybe that's just my taste. Maybe it's because it's, it's more difficult to make that style yeah. uh, be, because it's a lighter it's a lighter style. You're going to you're going to detect any kind of mistakes in the brewing um maybe maybe that's a trickier style to make and to make it good i, I like had one sorry i had a um recently um it, it's called a indie lager it's probably a brewery called four pour like the number four or oh, it's four pure sorry and it's a hellas lager and it's only 4.4 percent yeah. and um i i rated it a four on untap four out of five on that and it was really good. I mean, that was to me the kind of beer, like Jeremy said, a beer that you can just drink all night at a bar or wherever you are and, and be able to deal with it. And it was a, you know, lager, like I'm like Jeremy, like there's not very many lagers out there that are good, but I've had a few that were the kind of beer that I would drink on a regular basis and would buy at the store and not just drink because, oh, I wanted to get another beer on tap. But brewers have focused so much on IPAs that they haven't really honed the craft of making other styles. And I think that if they did focus on those, they, they would come up with something that was really good. 
because you know it, it is possible to do it's just not common right now a, a couple of these guys mentioned but i'm surprised it wasn't more because this is what i would have picked if someone asked me um is the sours and or the gozas i, I yeah. would have thought that would be if i had to predict the next big thing because um, sessionable as a as a style isn't really a style so much you know because it could apply the term session could apply to any style yeah um, so looking purely at, at styles of beer or flavors if you will um the sours or or the the pretty approachable uh gozas would be where i would have guessed but a lot of these guys are not saying that i'm kind of surprised it came up twice in the article but that was it i i I think the Goza style could could kind of fit both, you know, as a style and, yeah. lower, and lower alcohol. Um, it does fit into lower alcohol by itself, yeah. Yeah, it's um, – you definitely got to have an open mind and get kind of get used to that because some of those Gozas can be pretty pretty bitey and sour, right? They're not brewed as a sour beer, but they, they kind of have that flavor. Yeah. And if Almost you're salty. used – yeah, if you're used to the big IPAs, then that that can be a real challenge for some people to overcome. I know, I know, I have friends that they just can't even drink the style because they don't they don't like that kind of taste in their beer. They're just so mm-hmm. accustomed to the IPAs. So, yeah. um, but I, I do think there's a, a pretty large segment of the market that is out there, and I have seen more gozas on the shelves, like especially in the um, spring and summer. There's a seems to be a lot more of those, and there are certain breweries that tend to to brew those around here, like um, Boonville Brewing. They brew, or is it Anderson Valley Brewing? And yeah, Anderson Valley has a few of them. Yeah, they they brew yeah, a lot they of do, those, and, and they're nice too. I really like them. Yeah, they do a good job. So, do you get those out there, Keith? I do, I do. Yeah, we okay. could, we could definitely do those if uh, if we come around. I'm getting more and more Anderson Valley all the time, which is good because originally. I was only getting the stout and like the pale ale, but now it, I'm getting kind of everything from Anderson Valley, which is nice. Hmm. Yeah, it's not cheap by the time it gets out here, but it's uh, it's available. Okay. Um, the one that was mentioned, I think a couple of them mentioned barrel aged beers, um, and I, I I agree that that's a great style, but. The scale of barrel-aged beers is really tough because you got to age them and you got to have the barrels. So they tend to be pretty pricey, and they're not always as good as the price indicates, right? It's it's like I've had some barrel-aged beers that I was like, "Wow, I can't believe I spent that much money on this beer." That's not very good, right? Yeah, they can be really pricey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because your taste, you've got to be a higher alcohol by default to be able to age it. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Is the, is the, is the barrel aging doing anything for it or was it just a gimmick? So it's tricky. It's definitely yeah. tricky. Doing it right costs money for sure. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think we're, I don't know. I, 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 I think that the craft beer market is kind of seen the peak of the high price beers. And now we're kind of looking for that to level out a little bit. Yeah, I um, think so. Inch, in general, I don't think a real craft brewer like us doesn't doesn't mind spending uh, a fair amount of money on a, on an interesting craft beer, but they don't want to do it every week, you know. Yeah. So there's definitely got to be some go-to, more inexpensive stuff that we can get. 
of, of all the things barrel in this article, fit that. no barrel age. I love barrel age, but it doesn't fit that. Of all the yeah. things in this list, the one that I would, I think, like to see become the trend, um, they they mentioned classic German lagers. Um, I'm not necessarily going to limit that to lagers, but I think some of the more classic German style beers yeah. and, and uh, Americans taking on that style and kind of doing their own twist with it. I think that could be really cool, and I'd like yeah. to see some some innovation in that. I'd I'd like to see more American breweries picking up European styles in general. I've been saying for years that one of my my favorite brews is just a, a, a British bitter, which is I guess a pale ale. Um, but the British pale ales are very different than American pale ales, so it'd be yeah, nice to yeah, see some some craft brewer really kind of focusing on English style or German yeah. style uh, or, or Belgian seems to come through pretty well, but, but definitely those two styles have room to explore here in America. Yeah. I, that, and I think overseas they're doing the opposite. They are exploring the American styles more than, than we're reciprocating. Yeah. So I, I think it's time. So, so, so Jeremy, what style do you want to see make the, I would love to see more sour beers. Um, along the line of Belgian beers. Mm. Those, I, I love those. And that's Almanac Brewing is doing that. But I don't think that's going to be something that most brewers will, or most breweries will decide, hey, let's do a classic sour beer. Because it takes a lot of time and I think a lot of effort. And then you have the problem with cross-contamination because you're using um, bacteria that can ruin your other beers. Um, so that may not happen. In in lieu of that, um, a great brown ale. But brown ales are nice, and a lot of breweries don't make them. It'd be nice to get some more of that. A, brown ales aren't that uncommon, especially come fall as a seasonal. But a good brown ale is pretty uncommon. I, I find a lot of like mediocre brown ales out there. Yeah, when when I have really a good one, good. I really, really enjoy it. Exactly. A really great like nut brown ale is amazing and it just takes you out of the moment and it's like you're just in the middle of a forest with leaves falling around you it's just wonderful and and so many of them don't capture that earthiness i think very well yeah. so 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 jeremy said brown i said german beers keith what was your pick sour sour okay so so those are the that's what we'd like to see happen kind of come back or, or, or get more prominent. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know what style would you like to see just go away? What, what are we, what are we done with? And we need to move on from, uh, can we count American yellow beers? <laughs> nah, no, cause those are loggers or pills. Loggers. <laughs> um, I, I know mine. All right. Go. I am so done with pumpkin ales. Ah, oh, you stole my. That's what. I, oh God! I, I if I never had another pumpkin ale, I would be thrilled. Um, I will expand that and say spiced ales. Yeah, those are need. There those are, are occasions where I, I I'll enjoy a nice dark spiced ale, especially around Christmas time, winter ales, stuff like that. I'm okay with those. I, as soon as you start adding vegetables to it, though, it really pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, me from fruit beers. Let's get away from the vegetable beers. 
Yeah, I mean, you can do some really good things with orange and citrus, uh, even like uh, blueberries or strawberries. Um, Raspberries. I can't come up with different. My my immediate first pick would have been pumpkin, but spice is right up there with pumpkin. Some sometimes in the in the winter, uh, you know, you get the Christmas sales and they try to kind of spice some of those up, and mm-hmm. that's it's just wrong. It just doesn't, it's, it doesn't work. It's hard to do right. I will admit that it's hard to do right. But I, I like like Samuel Smith's again. Going back to the English styles, I like Samuel Smith's Winter Warmer a whole lot. That comes out as a seasonal, and you can get it here in America. But yeah, there's a lot of people who try to do those. Um, oh God, who is it that's on the West Coast there? That is it Steam. Anchor Steam. Yeah. Anchor Anchor yes. is a Christmas ale. Oh my that's God. This is horrible. <laughs> I mean, one, one in five of those is good. And it's different every year. And it's just like, I always want to try it. And I'm always, I'm like, four out of five times, I'm so disappointed. There's a there's a few Christmas beers that are out every year or a holiday beer. And they, uh, I've tried them and I, I'm like, I, I want to like this. Like Deschutes, that has their Jubilee. And I, I love Deschutes Brewery. They're like one of my favorite brewers. They have so many great beers in many different styles. But their Jubilee, as much as I want to like it, I, I just can't. Just mm-hmm. can't do it. So, and I, I would call, I would throw that in with the, the spicy kind of beer. So, yeah. All right. So shall we move on? That's your cue for the transition music. That's, that's a cue for music. Okay. Music. Okay. Music. Ready. <laughs> Speaking of things that need to go. Things that need to go, yeah. Wow, long cut, too. You could fade it out. We better not get flagged on YouTube for that. Yeah, we probably will. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long cut. We probably will get nailed on that one. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Uh, so, so vine pair is our source of uh, information this week. Uh, there are other things that they came up with, and I don't know when this was posted, but it says 2017. Um, so it can't be that old. Um, it's, the, it's the state of American Craft Brew in 2017, and they have a, an interactive map that we don't have the link in the show notes, and you can click on it. They have four categories, and it's uh, number of barrels brewed, and then they break this down by state. Uh, so number of barrels brewed, number of breweries, breweries per capita, and then barrel growth over the last five years. So uh, it's it's interesting to click on it. And they, then they color code them based on what they, um, you know, uh, least to most. So if you go straight on number of breweries, uh, you know, it's not shocking to see what the top three states are, uh, which are <laughs> California, California, um, Washington, and Colorado. And then close behind that is actually New York and Oregon. Well, actually, California per capita, because the population is so big, they actually, in the per capita count, they dropped to 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. The number of breweries. So, and this this is a handy map if you're thinking about relocating. You could just use this, <laughs> yeah, to make your choices. 
Heck yeah. Yeah. So so the most color is green and the least color is red. So if you click through all four of those things and states that show up in any any shade of red consistently in all the categories, you probably want to stay away from if you're going to move. Yeah, and that's mostly flyover anyway, so... Most yeah. Of it, yeah, it's it's so honestly surprising that New York is so big on the East Coast. Um, I mean, it's surprising and not. You know, I always think of us compared to you guys as really struggling. <coughs> but honestly, within the last, you know, just three to five years, the the growth in craft brewers just in my area has been, uh, you know, catastrophic or catastrophic. Um, catastrophic. That's, that's not the right word. <laughs> Exponential. Uh, that one, yeah, it's been huge. It's been ridiculous. It's been off the charts, is what I was going for. Um, so if that continues, that trend is continuing statewide, I can see it. I can definitely see it. So if you look at pure numbers of breweries, um, and they're considering craft breweries, uh, mm -hmm. California is 623. Mm -hmm. And the next closest state is a tie between Colorado and Washington at 334. Yeah, but New York That's a is, pretty pretty big difference. And New York is only only fourth place at two sixty nine. Yeah. So I mean yeah, so New York surprisingly for, for as as you know, not to get too political, but for as stifling of innovation and and small business as they are, seems to be supporting a fair amount of craft breweries. So And um what the, the they have a, you know, your population is pretty high, though. So population, that's what I'm saying. Compared to population, it's even a pretty good number. And in terms you know. of geography, it's like if you think about the, the the population density of New York is is pretty high. So even if you're a small brewer, you can have a pretty pretty large accessible base of people that can get to you, just because the density is so high. Now, switching over to barrels of growth, man, look at your fly, flyover states trying to catch up, though. Look at this. Yeah. That's, and that's good for everybody. That is good. Um, yeah, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, really taking off. Um, the middle of Alabama the is number really one in off. barrel growth. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Alabama. Wow. Wow. Good job, Alabama. Yeah. Six, but they only have 20 six craft th brewers. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> and that's 6,380% and that's growth. In the last five years. 6,000% yeah. growth. That's, I don't that's think they believed thing. in beer six years ago. They must, <laughs> it must be all within the last five years to get that. But even and, and North Carolina is pretty good, too. I mean, they have 200 craft breweries, which is, oh, you know, that's a good number, considering that Alabama has 28, North Carolina has 200. And in those 200 breweries, their barrel growth was 964%. Well, I think I, th I would have That's guessed North Carolina be, to be number one on the East Coast, only because a lot of West Coast brewers are coming to the East Coast for distribution reasons, and they're generally putting their breweries in Virginia and North Carolina. Didn't yeah, that's... Lagunitas open in North Carolina. Yeah, Lagunitas is open to North Carolina. So and there's their barrel growth. Yeah, and so did uh, Sierra Nevada. Mm -hmm. But Sierra Nevada. it it doesn't yep. indicate though if it doesn't. I, I don't know. I haven't closely at this it doesn't i don't know if it's based on where the beer was actually brewed or where the brewery is based i'm assuming it's because sierra nevada is where the beer is based brewed. in california yeah okay so yeah, i think, where I the think beer is sierra nevada counts in both states is what i would guess yeah 
um, yeah, uh, yeah. The the barrel growth is is um, an interesting one because then yeah. if you look at if you if you count barrel growth, contrast that with barrels brewed. Um, barrels brewed, North Carolina is up there. They're, they have a lot, and then all those states in the middle are red except for Colorado. Um, and then in New York actually starts to fall off, but California what? again is is number one. But, well, uh, no, bar- in barrels brewed, number one is Pennsylvania. Oh, is it? oh yeah, it is. That's it. Yeah. How is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. That's, Who's in uh, Pennsylvania? Victories in Pennsylvania. Um, oh, okay. is in Pennsylvania. I think um, that is. I can't believe that Pennsylvania yeah, is more in California. Yeah, yeah. That's what it says. It says it's uh-huh. you know over three, almost four million. That is that's astonishing. And. uh New Hampshire, part of New Hampshire. Well, you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing in Pennsylvania. They're counting um, because of the redistribution. They're counting Yingling. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's artificially inflating Pennsylvania because yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Ying, Yingling got reclassified as a craft brewer somehow. So it, it's interesting that um, Washington, which was. Uh, tied for second with Colorado in terms of the number of breweries, they are 14th in terms of barrels brewed, hmm. which is, you know, 14 is not bad considering there's 50 states, but um, it, it must mean they must have a lot of really small craft brewers that are not producing very many barrels. So, I definitely think that's the case in New York. We have, yeah. we have a lot of very small um, you know, ten and twenty uh, barrel breweries, at least yeah. around me. <laughs> you know, and I—I I, I mean, in terms of trends and what's you know, like we've talked about styles, but I—I um, I actually think that the the small, the really small kind of nano brew type companies are what are going to be the next successful things. I don't think we're going to have a lot more stories like Longinus where a brewer takes off and gets sold and that kind of stuff. I think I think we're, you know, th- there's going to be some more consolidation, in kind of the, let's say probably maybe the top twenty five percent in terms of number of barrels for a craft brewer, but I think that um, at the at the lower end of brew number of barrels brewed, those really truly craft brewers that are very hyper local and just focus on yeah. a certain area, I think those are going to continue to be extremely successful. Well, I think you're right on that too. There's a there's a town just uh, south of me called Fairport, right on the canal, which is a really nice town. Uh, but there's there's a, a a few guys that decided to do a craft brewery, and they started it out of their apartment um, with just what is not a not a pico brewery, but it was like a nano brewing setup. So I mean, it was set up on a couple of racks fit well within the size of the kitchen and they would brew like five barrels out of a batch you know and bottle it and they would sell it to you know local bars just in fairport and very slowly without any investment at all they just very slowly grew the business a couple years ago they bought what is essentially a small gas station sized building and now they're operating out of that and they don't have any food there so they bite in uh you know on the weekends there's a different uh a food truck that comes in for them and Uh they serve outside over the summer so you can get your food truck over there and you get your brewery or your tastings at the brewery 
And it's just very slowly with no outside investment, just a little bit bigger every year, just a little bit bigger every year. Um, I mean, they're making at most like 10 barrels now. It's ridiculous, but they're super popular um, in this area. And I think that's that there's similar breweries that size going on in Canandaigua. Um, in Avon around me, I can point um, to Knuckleheads. It's right here in Webster where I am. It's doing very similar type stuff. They're not getting outside investors. They're just going very, very small and slow. That's that's great. I love to see see businesses like that yeah. make successful runs. Yeah, I need I need to find a way to be able to ship you guys some of that stuff because it would be really neat to do that on the show. Mm, but because be it's only available at the brewery, um, you know, getting them into anything other than a glass growler that's going to be really hard to ship is kind of a pain. Yeah, unless they're unless they start doing the cans. Yeah, yeah. If I if I can get them just just putting some cans together, that would be great. But yeah. I think that's a lot of breweries are doing. A lot what? of breweries are doing the crowd what they call crowlers, which is the thirty-two ounce can that they like seal up and can right there in the brewery. Right like there, the yeah, yeah. That hasn't caught on on that I've seen around here yet. I'm looking to see if uh, Witchcraft, which went in down the road from me, is going to start doing that because they've got a bunch. That's of- funny because I've seen uh, I saw it on the East Coast before. I saw it out here. So. Really? Yeah, it hasn't made it into this area. What we have is what's called the Grumbler, uh, which is a small growler, which is it's more or less like the mason jar of beer. It's like yeah. 32 ounces. Yeah, it's a 32 like ounce, and it's almost a screw cap type of thing. I would guess the Crowler is probably a significant capital investment. Yeah, you still got to have some equipment to do that. It's it's not though. They, they I saw a place that did them right at the bar. No, but I mean you it have was, to you have to buy the machine. Have to, you buy the cans. Buy machine. And, yeah. It was it uh, the machine looked. I mean, it was it it was like a they just pulled the lever down and pressed the lid on after they filled it up. Hmm. It was pretty cool. It was, it was literally like right at the bar. Yeah, if they start doing that, I'll definitely, I'll, you know, I'll make the trip around to uh, my 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 Uber local Rochester favorites. It would be neat to to send you that stuff. There's a few of that in the in the pack there that that's really super local that, that are doing cans, and I I shipped a few of those out. But I'm I'm waiting for Rob to get back to get into those because he might have some uh, yeah. being that he was also a Rochester native. Yeah, I want him to appreciate some of the local uh, stuff. Okay, you know, he grew up here with me, so. All right, so a couple of good links from VinePair. Yeah, VinePair, interesting with the beer news. Yeah, Yeah. good job. That's also your cue, Keith. Yeah, right, okay. I'm I'm on this tonight. (laughs) I'm actually just listening to uh, what I think is Charlie crying upstairs. I'm trying to figure out why she's even still up. So, but anyway. Uh, Let's see, Uber Cultural News. There we go. All right, so uh, we're moving on to picks. We're not. We're not as together since Rob's not here. So it's no, we are not together. Time. But we're doing better than last week when we didn't we have are. any music. So, just barely. Just barely better than last week. <laughs> Every week's an improvement. That's our goal. <laughs> All right. So picks. So uh, Keith, since you don't have one, we'll start with Keith. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've tried to think back of what I've been using a lot of lately and, and what I've been playing a lot of lately. And I've been working my butt off for my regular job the last 
couple weeks. Um, so what I've been using is a product from, from them uh, that we're testing for some field sales users, and that's the Lenovo X1 Yoga. And I just have to say, I've kind of, you know, I'm not like super into Lenovo per se. I'm certified repair specialist for them and some other things, but, but you know, Lenovo, Dell, I don't really care. But I, this, this yoga they handed me to test out is got to be the nicest computer I've put my hands on in the last five, six years. Um, <laughs> as a laptop device, this thing is amazing. Um, Lenovo really did their job and they really engineered a, 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 a small lightweight laptop with a nice big crisp clear screen that you can fold over in half and it becomes a Windows 10 tablet um, and the engineering that they put into it because when you fold it over um, it's because it's not a twist screen it's a fold over screen the keys are exposed on the back but on this Lenovo actually sucks the keys in so they're basically all the keys are fully pressed. So you can't accidentally activate anything when it's in tablet mode. It just little niceties like that are really, really slick on it. Um, I got a couple gripes with it. It doesn't have a, a, a proper Ethernet jack. You have to buy a little adapter to use a proper Ethernet jack with it. That's annoying. Um, and the RAM's not upgradable. There's no slots in there. It's all soldered on the motherboard to keep it super thin. But How other than What's um, it got I, what I've got is eight which is adequate, you know, it's not, it's not really going to be a high end game. Do they have an option for more though? Can you like order? I don't know that. I don't think so. I think it's eight, eight gigs of on the motherboard is it options are two fifty six and five twelve in the SSDs. Okay. And that's it. That's it. It's pretty much. Go -to oh, it says memory up to 16. So there may be a, Oh, okay. So there must be a six. May now. be able to upgrade. Yeah, I'm looking at Amazon, and they don't show it there, but that's okay. I'm, I'm looking at the Lenovo site, okay. although I, I don't see where you can upgrade it, but it says up to 16. No, it's not an upgrade. It's, it's probably a custom order. Right, right. right yeah. On, yeah, on you'd customize. Yeah. Oh, I see. The big button that says customize. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's got to be it. <laughs> so you can that's get funny. it in an i5 and an i7. Um, the version I have is an i5. It's 256 gig SSD and 8 gigs of RAM. And I'm coming off of an i7 with 16, and I don't notice the difference. It's it's fast enough. The upgraded hard drive, being an NVMe hard drive, is so fast. Um, and this thing's just so well engineered. I really, really like it. And I'm not looking to go back to my more powerful one for everyday average usage. Uh, web browsing, email, you know, basic office applications. I, I'm I'm pretty much in love with this with this yoga, and I came into it thinking it was just gimmicks and and flash. So, if you're looking to spend, uh, you know, fourteen hundred on a laptop, you could do worse than the than the yoga. But yeah, it is it is pricey for what you get. But it is it is it really is a two in one. It's first proper two in one that I think is usable as a two-in-one it's a tablet and a laptop when you want it to be it's, and cool. it's, it's great oh and all-day battery life like seriously i I, un, I used it yesterday at work and at home later that night all off the battery and it was fine it, it only got down to 35 percent. that's nice so wow a good a good like 10 hours of use yeah that's amazing it was very solid so yeah very cool. can't 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 mention how much i like it enough considering again that i 
I wasn't pre-biased towards Lenovo or expecting anything great out of this. <laughs> okay. There you go. Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at what Jeremy's typing in the chat. I like that on the doc. Um, That's a great oh, trick. I haven't looked um, at it. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, we'll see it when, when he posts it online. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Jeremy. Uh, so, my pick is a new record. Uh, it's called Let Them Eat Chaos from a, an artist named Kate Tempest. Uh, she's from London. She's a um, uh, poet, spoken word, playwright. And her albums seem to be her performance of her long poems, which is really interesting to me. Uh, Let Them Eat Chaos is an album that has a theme from the front to the back. It's, it's the story of seven neighbors in a neighborhood, and they don't know each other and their problems. Um, really interesting, and I've, I've been listening to it. I've listened to it several times now in the last few days, and I like it more and more each time. If you're, it, it sounds, it's rap, but it's not what you may think of as rap. It, it really goes across several musical boundaries, I think. Really, really interesting stuff. Cool. Uh, all right, I'll check that out. I, I did look that up before, and um, you... It is available on Apple Music if you have the subscription. I think you provide the iTunes link to, to purchase, right? Yeah, and it's on Spotify too. If you have a, if you're a Spotify, yeah. cool. Actually, the entire thing is on YouTube for free in video form. Oh, that would be great to see. Um, ah. so, yeah, I'm I'm looking at what looks like a live performance of this album by Kate Tempest on YouTube. So I will put that link to you guys, and maybe Jeremy, you can throw it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll throw it on. Is that the KEXP performance? Uh, it says Kate Tempest, Let Them Eat Chaos. Cool. Upload yeah, it shoot me the link and I'll put it on there. I'm sending it to you now-ish. So I can figure out what tab i got to get back to you guys in. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Uh, all right. So um, my picks, we're, we're getting close to time, uh, is... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I went and saw this the other night with my daughter. And um, Spider-Man has been a, a challenging movie franchise. Um, they've had some decent movies. It hasn't been as abysmal as the DC Comics trying to do movies. But um, Spider-Man has been the one, one Marvel property that has not done well. Um, and has, hasn't been well received on a lot of levels. Um well, this it's, never, movie, it's never been done by Marvel until now. Yeah, and it's still a Sony Pictures movie, um, but done with Marvel. And uh, that made all the difference. This is a fantastic film, um, as comic book movies go. Um, they, you know, they took a young Peter Parker as a teenager in high school, and um, they did a really great job of him being a teenager, yet being a superhero, and kind of the struggles that he faces with that. And uh, it's just it's just awesome. It's definitely in my top five of Marvel movies, uh, maybe top three. It is an excellent comic book movie. It was just fun, entertaining, uh, very exciting. They paced it really well. And um, not, not to give any spoilers, but they've kind of promoted it 
and the commercials show Iron Man quite a bit in it, but um, they use Iron Man sparingly and appropriately in this movie uh, and, and let it really be a, a Spider-Man movie, not a team-up movie. So uh, I, I was really glad to see that. So it's, it's nice to see Spider-Man done really well for the big screen. My uh, 14-year-old daughter is very suddenly all into Marvel movies after we uh, ho- we hooked her into uh, Doctor Strange through her love of Benedict Cumberbatch. So now she's all in on Marvel. So I have a uh, feeling I'm going to get dragged to this one where we'd normally uh, wait for it to come out. But it's, uh, reviews are nothing but great so far. So I yeah. think I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really good. Um, all right, so we're gonna do our quickly because we're almost out of time. Our, our ratings on the spear. Oh yeah, we haven't rated the spear yet. We have not yet. <laughs> uh, six point Bengali. I really think uh, for an East Coast uh, New York City, if you can imagine, brewer. Uh, I think they nailed this IPA. I think it's really good. I would give it. Let's see. We use a ten-point scale, right? I do this every week. Yeah. So I'm going to give this uh, for an IPA. I'm going to give this an eight. This is really, really pretty good. I'm pretty solid on this. Um, I agree. They they got it right. Lots of lots of fruit up front. Grapefruit, pine. As you sip on it, a nice bitterness, solid malt, and a nice long finish on it. Really enjoying sipping on this beer. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I would drink this any day. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, it's, it's really good. I, I rated the resin, uh, slightly below this. I think this is actually better than resin. I think they did a better job on their single IPA than they did on their double IPA. And, um, I'm also going to give it an eight. So it's a solid, uh, 8.3 on our scale. I like it. I like it. And I like six points. So I'm looking forward to doing the crisp with you guys next week. Uh, see yeah. a brewery that's that's really got some some highly rated stuff. How do they tackle just a plain old pilsner? So hopefully we'll have Rob next week and we can check that out. In the meantime, here's our closing theme. I'd rather have lager than life. I'll take a strong stout over strife. Here's the part where Rob says all the good stuff and clever things. So just have to imagine it. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me for Sometimes he sings, and none of us are going to do that. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, uh, nice job, Alpha Geek, on the automation process. Hey, look at that. We're live on the show, and we didn't have to do anything. Awesome. Good job, Todd. I gotta figure out how to shut us off again. Does this work? Anybody know? <laughs> Awkward moments. Of oh, that's because I moved it off screen. There it is. All right. Good night, everyone. Uh-